0: You are, you, are you, are you are
1: listening to Studio 41. Hello and welcome to Quiz Time India. This is your host and Quiz Master Aditya. Before we begin the quizzing, a couple of tiny little announcements. First up, prizes. Yes, we are giving out prizes or rewards to our audience members audience members who are exceptional at quizzing. each week. We will select one person who has sent in the correct answer to our audience question. The audience question comes at the end of each episode and is answered at the beginning of the next episode. You can send in your answers to our social media handles on Instagram at the rate podcast studio 41 or at the rate quiz time India on Facebook. We are studio 41 on Twitter. We are at the rate podcast studio 41. Now announcement number two on our Instagram handle. That is at the rate quiz time India. Every Sunday, we will have a special Sunday quiz, a written quiz, an audio quiz, or even an Insta life. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. Last Sunday, we did have a quiz and Aritra Chatterjee, that is, at the rate, the Chatterjee Show. He was the winner of the Sunday quiz and the special prize that came with it. Enough talk now. Let us get to the quizzing. First up is the answer to last week's audience question. The guest was Yuti Bansali and this was her question. So,
0: in December 2018, the New York Times published an hmm. article titled What is Dash? What is Black? In which the journalist, whose hmm. name was Katie Weaver, she spoke to Babu Chetty, who is the CEO in the largest mm-hmm. manufacturing company in the world of Dash. What Dash is, right? The largest company okay. to manufacture this. According to the article, the organization mm-hmm. is very secretive about its manufacturing process and even more about its mm-hmm. client.
1: And the first one with the correct answer was Ananda Srinari. And the answer was Glitter. Now, moving on to this week's quiz. Today, we have with us Dayanand Prabhu. Dayanand is originally from Mangalore and now settled in Bangalore. He is a small-town boy with big-town dreams. Apart from quizzing, he spends an unhealthy amount of time playing video games. And uh, Dayanand happens to be someone with whom I have quiz-quizzed a long, long time back in college. That's over a decade ago. And it's great to have him back and great to be quizzing with him. So yeah, without any further ado, time has come to go on with this week's quiz. Stay tuned. You are listening to Quiz Time India. My name is Aditya. Hello and welcome to Quiz Time India. My name is Aditya and I'm your quiz master. As always, this week too, we have a special guest with us. This week, we have Dayanand Prabhu with us. And Dayanand is someone with whom I have quizzed during college days. I mean, that was a decade back. It is good to get those quizzing connections, get them rekindled of sorts. Dayanand, thank you so much for joining us today here on the podcast.
0: Hey Aditya, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on your show.
1: So Dayanand, the idea of the podcast is quite simple. We both have a set of questions with us We will take turns asking each other questions There are no points But if you want to be competitive Please be my guest So there's just a bunch of trivia that we both will trade And hopefully at the end of it Our audience gets to know some new facts Some new trivia Some new food for thought Is what the whole idea of the podcast is Does that make sense? Yeah, sure Yeah, definitely all excited Alright So I will start out with the first question put you at ease are you ready yeah hope it's an easy one uh well it's it's something that has been in the news in the past few days okay so the question goes O Generosa is a composition by Giovanni Elevi that is Giovanni and A double L E V I okay O Generosa a composition by Giovanni Elevi is the official anthem of Serie A the Italian Football League. Okay. So before every match, the footballers are led out by their referees to this tune, and this tune is played before every Italian Football League match. However, on the first weekend of July 2020, the games which happened, that is the weekend just that just went by, O Gen Rosa was replaced by another tune. The tune was called Deborah's Theme. I want you to tell me, why did they change it from O Generosa to Debra's theme? And also bonus points if you can identify where is Debra's theme from. Okay. Mm.
0: Is this anyway got to do with Bella
1: Chow Bella Chao, no. Bella Chao, you mean that uh, Money Heist yeah, theme, money right? I yeah. Actually, this thing has been in the news barely two to three days. So it is first week of July 2020. Something happened and that is why, for this one week, the Football League decided to replace O Generosa with this theme called Debra's theme. Okay. Yeah. Can
0: you give me any clues regarding what was it? So, this was
1: in honor of someone. It was in honor of someone. Someone, let me just say, who passed away recently.
0: Is it anything got to do with Black Lives Matter? No, no, no.
1: Okay. It's got to do with movies, actually. Okay. This should be the biggest hint, I believe. Who could it be? What are you thinking right now? What lines are you thinking just, on right now?
0: I'm just thinking of who could be recently who passed away from someone from movies. Yeah.
1: And an Oscar winner.
0: Yeah, but why would they change it in a football match? Right. Uh, that's what I'm. Thinking. Because
1: because. He is Italian, or rather, he was Italian. That's why people of Italy in the Italian League wanted to commemorate his work. So, since he died last week, they decided to play this tune, which has to do with this person who has passed away, instead of the regular O Generosa. Hey,
0: I'm sorry, I'm, I don't think I am ever that. Alright. Uh, have you heard of the movie Good, Bad and the Ugly? Yes, yes. Oh, is it, uh, is it uh, Ennio
1: Morricone? Ennio Morricone. Oh shit! Okay, I was not aware. Is, of that. So yeah, he is the famous composer. Okay, he has done movies like The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, The Famous Tune. In 1984, he did a movie called Once Upon a Time in America, which was also made by the same guy Sergio Leone, who made Good, Bad, and Ugly, okay. uh, centered around one of the primary characters, Deborah. And it's a very famous tune of the composer Ennio Morricone. And this week, because he passed away last week, to commemorate his passing away, all the Italian Football League matches started with Debra's theme instead of the regular Ogen Rosa. And that was the first question. That was all there was to it.
0: True. Great question. Please.
1: Great. So, yeah, that is how we do it. And uh, you can take over now. It's your turn.
0: Yeah, so... My question is, would be a little tough, but I have chosen question based on their trivia uh, depth. So, here goes great the question. Great. Yeah, so, Nauru is a tiny country in, near Australia and mm-hmm. a very tiny country. So the, the total landmass is a little more than 21,000 square kilometers mm-hmm. and a population of 10,000. What is the name? Uh, Nauru. N-A-U-R-U. Okay. And the country once upon a time used to be very phosphate rich. Mm. And that led to the country uh, mining the phosphate reserves. And Mm -hmm. they eventually made a lot of money due to that. Okay. Okay. Uh, But because they overmined it, they uh, could not sustain their mining process. And Mm -hmm. from their uh, heydays of once upon a time being the second... uh, The country with the second highest uh, per capita income Mm -hmm. suddenly became a country which did not have any source of income because uh, due to mining, the land was uh, damaged and they couldn't grow anything. Mm -hmm. So they did not have any source of income. So Mm -hmm. they eventually went to very creative depths to uh, find out how they can earn money for their country. So Mm -hmm. they did things like setting up a tax haven for uh, money laundering. Mm-hmm. It did not work out initially. The Russian must actually laundered a lot of money through uh, Nauru, but it okay. did not last. And right now, what they are doing is they are acting as a refugee settlement for illegal refugees or immigrants or refugees in Australia. Wow. Okay. But mm-hmm. one of the most ingenious way, way, way the by way how Nauru would make money is by selling something very intangible in terms of the diplomatic world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could you tell me what is it that they make money from in the world of diplomacy?
1: In the world of diplomacy. So, they are again a Polynesian country, somewhere near Australia, Pacific Ocean.
0: Yeah. So, the geography does not matter on what they
1: do. I'm just seeing what all facts do we have. Then we have the phosphate link and then bankruptcy. Then comes all ingenious ways of making money. And now in the world of diplomacy. So, when you say diplomacy, does it mean something like the United Nations is involved?
0: Yes, United Nations is involved. You're in the right track.
1: Ah, What could it offer? What was the name again?
0: Nauru. N-A-U-R-U. N-A-U-R-U. Think on what they could do in the United Nations, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, What could they offer to the United Nations? What could the United Nations? They offer it to the countries which are also part of the United Nations. Okay, okay, Okay. What could these guys offer to the countries of... England?
0: Borderline shady or unethical and ill... Oh, wow. <laughs> not really ill, but it is unethical and shady.
1: So, United Nations know, knows about this?
0: Yeah, because it, it's more like, you know, uh, known, uh, like, uh, what you say? It's not publicly announced, but it's yeah. like, you know... It's
1: a known secret.
0: Scratch my back and I scratch your... Oh,
1: interesting, interesting. Now, Ru, what could you have possibly... I uh, think, do you want another cue or do you want to give a go? Is it something to do with international dateline or something? No. Achha, okay, Chalo. Ah, yeah. I would like a hint.
0: Yeah. Please. So uh, The recent uh, thing, Nauru came into the picture when uh, the Israel there was a vote in Israel to nullify Jerusalem as the capital of uh, Israel. So, there was okay. a vote to make sure that Jerusalem was shared between Palestine and uh, Israel. So, uh-huh. uh, Nauru's name came into the limelight during that time. Uh,
1: I think I think I might have figured it out. So, I am imagining this country is so small that they possibly don't have a say in global matters. So, what they have decided is to sell their vote to the highest bidder when it comes to matters of the United Nations or veto or things like that? Yes, yes. So, that's exactly right. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Brilliant. Tell me more.
0: Yeah. So basically what they do is uh, they especially come into play when you want to recognize countries which are uh, not recognized, for example, Taiwan. So mm. they were had a good diplomatic relationship with China, but then mm. because China, uh, Taiwan gave them some aid, they recognized mm. China as a, a valid country. They did the same okay. thing in uh, Morocco. I'm mm. sorry, I cannot recall the name of the country. And uh, they uh, also did similar things uh, with the country with Georgia, where Russia gave a lot of aid to Nauru. Uh, Nauru. And recently, okay. they did the same thing with Israel, where uh, Israel wanted to vote against the resolution. And uh, out of six countries that voted for the resolution, Nauru was one of them. And the Israeli Prime Minister immediately had uh, uh, seventy thousand grants to the country to open a <laughs> wow <laughs> uh, sewage plant there.
1: Lovely 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 it's so amazing that you brought out this question
0: yeah the shout out to suhas this is something which he told me a long ago okay so that's something which i remembered so yeah shout out to suhas bye
1: That's great. That's great. That's a great question. First of all, I didn't know of a place called Nauru. And the second reason why I think it's great is because I think one of Nauru's neighbor is a place called Tuvalu. And I have a question about Tuvalu today.
0: Okay. (laughs) I think your first episode had a similar coincidence with Jinnah, right?
1: Yes, exactly. It's just weird at times how people think in the same direction. Are you ready for the question? Sure. So Tuvalu, which is T-U-V-A-L-U It was formerly known as Ellis Islands Again, it's a Polynesian country Pacific, Uh, Samoa, Kiribati are close by And uh, Australia is also on one end Again, similar Its population is around 10,000 people And again, it was not doing so well financially Until the late 90s And the internet happened Now since then It is said one of the major sources of this island country has been via the internet. One of its major clients is Amazon's streaming website called Twitch. And there are multiple clients that this country has indirectly or directly. Now the environmentalists are saying Tuvalu might not survive global warming because it's in the Pacific Ocean. It's a tiny island with the water levels rising. Tuvalu might not survive and thus A whole lot of tech and entertainment companies are being advised to stop investing in Tuvalu. Because if Tuvalu submerges like goes underwater, then all the investments will go. Can you tell me what is so special about Tuvalu that a whole lot of internet, tech and entertainment companies have invested in in it?
0: Okay, I've just got this because you've told me about Twitch. Uh, It's .tv, right? That's the TL domain for .tv. Brilliant.
1: One by Tuvalu. Yes. Tuvalu has like every country gets their uh, domain like we have .in India. So Tuvalu's is .tv. So a whole lot of television websites like hollywood.tv and all use this .tv. And what Tuvalu did, so in 1998, uh, there was an American startup called .tv. They paid Tuvalu $50 million over 12 years to sell TV rights to companies. And that money was so much that Tuvalu could finally afford to join the United Nations. The payment also increased the country's GDP by 50% and allowed the government to put electricity on the outer island and create scholarships, scholarships for students. Okay. So it just changed the economy, the fact that they had .TV and now it has gone even much higher, you know, no money coming in, more people wanting TV uh, domain names. What do they make now? Last was, their last, this thing was with VeriSign, it's up till 2021 and it goes up to some hundred million dollars, some hundreds, I'm not so sure, but it makes up 10% of the GDP right now. Okay. So the dependence has decreased till 10% of the GDP comes from .TV domain name that this country sells.
0: Okay, great question, great question. I didn't know this,
1: I I was not aware of this. Yeah, shout out to Fevin for this because he once told me this trivia. (laughs) I think that's how we quiz, right? Someone tells us something and then we use it somewhere else. Yes, yes. (laughs) Until then we save them in our memory bank.
0: Yes, I mean, that excites us and then that's stored. We we don't make an effort, I I believe.
1: It just sits there. Great, your turn now. Please go ahead with your question.
0: Yeah, so as a compensation for the last question, I'll ask something very easy. Great. Yeah, so Marisa Meyer, when mayor, was a senior employee at Google once,
1: right? Marisa?
0: Marisa Mayer, who went on to be the CEO of Yahoo.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: Right? She was a senior employee at Google, and she once saw uh, an application built by one of the employees, which was. Mm not his actual uh, day-to-day job, but uh, he utilises twenty percent uh, uh, bandwidth, which every Google employee gets, and uh, has a free time to work on a personal project. He had built something great, mm-hmm. and Marisa liked it so much that uh, she suggested that uh, they launch a website, right, with the, the with the app or the product, which was named after mm-hmm. the person who actually uh, created that app. It was the employee who created the app. It became a very famous app from Google, app or website from Google. Mm. Can you name that app?
1: Interesting. So, a YouTube employee while at YouTube, uh, uh, sorry, a Google employee while at Google creates something, uh, a, a website, an application, maybe in something like a tool. And Marissa Mayer recognizes the potential, helps him launch it. Under the Google tag? Under the Google tag itself. Okay, okay yeah, the under product. the Google tag itself. And the name of the product is. Similar to, is the name of the Exactly person. as the name of the yeah. I'm thinking about it. So, it's something like a Orkut is named after the guy called Orkut. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah.
0: It's named after someone called Orkut 10.
1: Yeah. So, so now, is, there, is that the answer? Yes, yes. That's the answer. Oh, it is actually Orkut. <laughs> I was just, I didn't know that was the answer. Yeah, that is the yeah, answer. Yeah. I didn't know Orkut was a Google company. It was Google, yeah. Oh, that's and you, so this that's guy you still have or statuses
0: as uh, Talk statuses which have retained from there.
1: Oh, I actually never gave it my, I stopped using Talk also for that matter, but I never gave it a thought. I didn't know it was so it was property of Google then. Yes, yes, it was a Google product from the start. Oh. I never I don't remember seeing it uh anywhere in the at least I don't it's been what a decade since I used Orkut.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more, I, I I remember like people stopped using Orkut like 13 years ago, I guess.
1: Yeah, perhaps. I remember a few days back, I ended up on that uh, person's Twitter account. His name is Orkut Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I was on his Twitter and apparently he got onto some uh, dating website. Okay. Okay. And a whole lot of people saw his name and uh, like uh, reported, I don't know which uh, website it was, was it Tinder or whatever. So a lot of people saw his name and saw his first name. It was a fake person using his name and they reported his account and his topmost tweets Like to Tinder or Bumble saying, please <laughs> let me date people. It is me who is doing this using this account.
0: So if you ever want to have a dating profile, never name a social network after
1: you, right? Definitely not. I'll keep that in mind. (laughs) Alright. Are you ready for the next question? Yes, yes, sure. Okay, so... The story starts in the mid-1990s. Three people. Craig Fass, Mike Ginelli. These were all three college students of Albright College. One day, they were sitting at their home, probably having a few beers, and watching movies. They ended up watching two back-to-back movies... With a certain actor, X, in both of them. And then they just started talking that this guy has done a whole lot of movies. This guy, X. Okay. And then one of them said, you know, I'm pretty sure that X has worked with everyone in Hollywood. And thus began the game called Six Degrees of X. So it is developed on a hypothesis which is six degrees of separation. Six degrees of separation says two random individuals in the world are just separated from each other by six individuals. So, say me and Obama, I would know someone who would know someone who has worked with someone who has worked with someone. Somewhere, like there will be a chain which will lead me to Obama and there will be, at the max, six people in it. Okay. So, these three made a similar thing, but they made it just for movies. They said anyone who has ever worked in movies has at some point or some movie worked with someone who has worked with this actor called X. Okay. And to prove this whole hypothesis, they came on the John Stewart show and people threw names of actors at them and they exactly established how <laughs> they were connected to this actor X. Okay. The fact that you are... Uh, chuckling about it i have a feeling you know the answer
0: okay no i mean uh, I, I feel because the thought of someone uh you know saying an actor's name and then saying how i know they are connected that that sounded funny
1: yeah so the actor himself wasn't the biggest fan of it earlier but now he has warmed up to it he has owned up to the fact that the six degrees of x is a thing that will always come up as long as he's there as long as internet is there as long as possibly okay. oh, trivia I, is there
0: I do not know the 6 degree but I think I know who it is because of the meme that is there that Morgan Freeman is there in every movie possible Oh, is it, uh, is it, is it Morgan Freeman
1: no it's not Morgan Freeman ok Oh, now it gets interesting
0: ok so he's an actor yes is he a, pro- is he a prominent actor or
1: yes he is uh, these days you see him in a lot of side roles but he has done a whole lot of uh, major like He's led movies He's one of The biggest Not one of the biggest stars But he's one of the most famous Actors out there
0: Okay Yeah Is he the one who played Gandalf In uh, Lord of the
1: Rings? No I don't think No he was in, I don't think he was there In Lord of the Rings So when was it That they came up with the theory? It was Mid 90s So this actor Has been around since 80s One of his the, One of the movies That they were watching And if you know of this Then it's a giveaway Right there The movie was called Footloose and it has a very famous Kenny Loggins song called Footloose in which the actor is dancing to the track Footloose. Mm.
0: So is he he like an action or is he more into like drama or comedy?
1: I mean, he has done superhero movies also. He's done serious dramatic movies also.
0: Okay, so um, is it Jack Nicholson?
1: No, much younger, much younger. Okay,
0: much younger. Yeah, Superhero movies From the 80s Okay
1: Like the superhero movies Were far recent Okay Yeah Well He was there In X-Men First class Okay He played the character Of Sebastian Shaw If that m- Helps you By any means
0: One of my weakest Weakest uh, Thing is Superhero movies I Absolutely do not watch Any superhero movies
1: You're a man <laughs> okay. of good
0: taste Please don't date on me <laughs>
1: He did feature in a few of them. And uh, so, I'll give out the name. Yeah, sure. So, the actor's name is Kevin Bacon. Okay. Does that ring a bell? No. Okay, so, famous Hollywood actor. He was there in X-Men First Class. He played a character called uh, Sebastian Shaw. I'm not sure if he's a superhero himself in the movie, but he did feature in that movie. And... Yeah, he's quite a famous actor. I'm pretty sure if you look him up, you'll recognize the guy. So, the thing is, these guys were watching his movies. And the story goes that they realized, yeah, Kevin Bacon, they saw two back-to-back movies. And they were like, Kevin Bacon is in both the movies. And then they started this entire thing that Kevin Bacon, no matter what you're watching, no matter who you pick, that person has worked with someone or done some movie with someone who has worked with Kevin Bacon. So, they started this game. And this game was... Obviously, this is 90s. So it worked because there was no Google. So people actually had to remember things in this. But then Google came in and which kind of gave it a new life. Now there is a website even for that matter. It's called the Oracle of Bacon. Okay, tell me tell me any random movie personality could be Indian could be anything. Tell me any random movie personality. I have the site open right now in front of me. Tell me anyone. Mm. Arbaz Khan. Arbaz Khan. This is going to be a challenge. Kevin Bacon to Arbaz Khan. I'm going to find a link in less than six. Let's see how it goes. Arbaz Khan was in Jane Tu Ya Janena. <laughs> Right? Yeah. In that movie was Nasiruddin Shah. Okay. <laughs> Nasiruddin Shah was in a movie called The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with someone called Stuart Townsend who was in a movie called Trapped with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, so uh, is it is it more of a meme or could you find similar six degrees of separation for people who like worked a lot, right? Or is Kevin Bacon someone who's, works, who's worked in a lot of movies?
1: So the more internet developed, the more people, uh, you know, kept doing the six degrees of separation thing. Scientists actually started researching around 8 lakh actors. Okay. So what Oracle of Bacon does, uh, the website that I said, it takes uh, data from Wikipedia. And it quickly passes through it and it figures it out. According to the research, what scientists have said is that Bacon is not actually the most linked person. He's in fact the 455th most linked person. Okay. (laughs) But it's just like kind of a meme. So much so now his podcast is also called Last Degree of Bacon. (laughs) His charity also is called Last uh, Six Degrees of Bacon. And in fact when coronavirus hit he started an initiative because it is called 6 degrees of kevin bacon based on 6 degrees of separation he took that 6 degrees of separation and made it into a whole social distancing challenge of sorts okay. so it has taken a whole life of its own the whole okay,
0: okay. Uh, it's 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 actually a great question it's it's like got so much depth to it right it's so much uh,
1: an yeah. Do you effort. want to ch- do you want to check any other actor actress with uh, Kevin Bacon? Let's see if we can find well, a connect. Uh Kamal R. Khan, right? Oh, Kamal Arkhan, I don't know. I don't know if they have it also. Just Kamal Hassan is there. I don't know. I'm checking if the website even has Kamal R. Khan. I don't think they recognize Kamal R. Khan as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so. Okay. <laughs> Who else is there? I'm thinking. Sushant Singh Rajput. Let me see if he's oh, related to this. there,
0: right? He'll, he'll work someone who's worked with Nasruddin Shah.
1: And- uh, uh, I think Nasruddin Shah is a, a good... Ooh. This is some random connecting here. Sushant Singh Rajput was in Chichore with Shraddha Kapoor, who was in Bagi with Ron Smurrenberg, who was in White Elephant with Kevin Bacon. Also, there are different links. Sushant Singh Rajput was in Rabta with Rajkumar Rao, who was in Love Sonia with Demi Moore who was in Destination Anywhere with Kevin Bacon. So, so, yeah. I'm just, just, like, so fascinated
0: by the database and how how they could have got all this information.
1: I'm surprised, like, Rajkumar Rao and Demi Moore did a movie called Love, Sonia. (laughs) And no one knows of this. (laughs) Everybody has secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, moving on. Your next question. Go for it.
0: Oh, yeah, so there's this uh, Caribbean country
1: which has mm-hmm.
0: a very famous cultural or social movement as an export from that country. Mm-hmm. The main item used in the uh, movement's ritual is actually not native to the country at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is actually bought by Indian immigrants okay. who arrived as servants to the British uh, near the start of the century. Near the start of the C- yeah, so yeah, yeah. you identify the culture, the item, or the ritual?
1: Okay, so it is. It belongs to some Caribbean. One of the Caribbean nations. Yes. Or is it all over the Caribbean, or is it just? Uh, as study? I am
0: aware, it's just it started in one of the uh, Caribbean countries, and I think it will also be there in other places. There's no reason for it to not be there because it's an
1: export,
0: hmm. right? It's a. It's an export, right?
1: Yeah. Is it a like a physical item, or is it like something cultural, like? So
0: it's a cultural phenomenon, like religion, hmm. music. Uh, the, lifestyle kind of
1: cultural phenomenon so culture wise one thing that I remember is uh, the whole brand of music that they have is sort of uh, like it's a mix of different styles and it's called a chutney okay is it something to do with it no it's
0: not really like encapsulating just music right it's it's like a whole lifestyle religion
1: it can't be Rastafarian no it has to be are you serious yes Wow, oh, oh. Rastafarian came from India. Like the no, whole idea no, of it.
0: No, no. Achha. So Rastafarian did not come from India, but uh, okay. entry interenter of Rastafarian is actually smoking pot,
1: right?
0: So it yeah. was not known in Jamaica for uh, like until the uh, Indian immigrants who took pot with them and then introduced it to uh, oh. Jamaica. Ah, okay, so that's why so that in, in the word for pot is also ganja, which is the Indian correct, word.
1: Correct, 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 correct. Yes, so that is how uh, like ganja or whatever ended up in the Caribbean. Yes,
0: yes, it's actually uh, you, if you know V.S. Naipaul, right? If you read yes. his books, he actually was an immigrant and he yeah, yeah, comes yeah, back to India, so they're actually. Uh, Indians who went went to uh, the Caribbeans actually Indians went to a lot of places they went to Madagascar they went to like Fiji islands yeah Fiji islands uh, Singapore and Malaysia
1: hmm.
0: and actually uh, a, a small island called Seashells if you if you know yes so yes actually the uh, they i have no native population there it's actually most most of the native population is uh, who are indian origin not really indian origin they are actually uh, ethnically mixed hmm uh, okay, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's a question.
1: Ah, great question. Thank you. So we'll move on to the last couple of questions. I have one last question for you. Okay. After that, we'll go to the audience question. Okay. So this story goes to, in the year 1831, the surveyor general of India was on the lookout for a mathematician. The Surveyor-General of the India was part of the British Empire and he was on the lookout for a mathematician. So he asked John Tytler, who was a professor at Hindu College in Kolkata, if he knew any mathematician. John Tytler recommended Radhanath Sigdar, a 19-year-old student who was a brilliant mathematician. On the interview, Radhanath dazzled everyone and he got a role ...a job description... ...which was basically... ...he was called the computer... okay, ...and he got 30 bucks a month... ...he went on to do a great job... ...in his sarkari... ...whatever life that he had... ...and during that work... ...he made one of the biggest discoveries... ...of the Indian subcontinent... ...unfortunately though... ...his British overseers... ...didn't like him... ...because he used to... ...not respect their authority... ...and his biggest contribution... ...didn't have his name... ...and in fact ended up getting the name of the Surveyor-General. What was it that Radhanath Sikhtar discovered? Something that was neglected by the British, but which was later reco- uh, recognized by the Indian government.
0: So, is it the uh, Mount Everest as the biggest peak in the world?
1: Brilliant! How did he get there? Tell me the story.
0: Uh, I have read the book, The Ark. If you haven't, you really have to.
1: What is it about? Tell me more. So
0: it's the... Surveyed the entire of India, and they wanted to build a proper, accurate map of India so that they could have records for revenue. Right? It was called the Great Indian Great uh, technometric Survey of India. Right? Okay. So you should mm. definitely read the book. It is an extremely interesting book. Mm. Uh, he talks about a lot of things on how the survey started and whose idea was mm. it. How okay. it uh, ended up uh, happening and a lot of interesting trivias about. Uh, so they had this equipment, which was 50 kgs, I think. Wow. And they used to uh, carry it uh, atop of mountain so that they could get uh, uh, elevation and distances through that. So how okay. they kept mechanisms, I don't really recall. And one interesting tidbit had they were where places they there was flat land. They would take it up on uh, buildings, which were uh, very high. So hmm. in Tanjore in Tamil Nadu, they tried to take it up uh, the Brihadeswara temple. Okay. and wow. due to some accident it fell down and it was damaged and the entire survey was sabotaged and wow. then somebody from I think from their personal expenses or something had to repair it and then the survey had to continue there are a lot of interesting trivias about this there are a lot of monuments for the trigonometric survey in Bangalore there are a couple I'm sure there will be oh. in Bombay also so I think there are 2-3 uh, uh, monuments for the trigonometric survey in Bangalore wow yeah you should, you should read that book it's a very very interesting read it's called The Ark the arc, Yeah. nice. John Keyes, I
1: guess. Oh, John Key. Yeah. Oh, John Key is a major Indophile. I had one book of his, uh, The History of India or something to that called effect. called India. Yeah, the India, yeah. yeah. Oh, the level of detail he has gone into. I think he's one of the best historical works and accessible historical works.
0: Yeah, he's, he's really fun to read. He's really passionate about the things he writes about and makes it very, very... Like readable, easy article.
1: to yeah, easy to grapple with.
0: Yeah, so it's called the Great Ark, the dramatic tale of how India
1: was mapped. Wow, thank you so much, Dhanan, for that recommendation. Yeah. And on that note, it's time for our final question—a question for our audience. Are you ready, yeah, Dhanan? Yeah. Please go ahead.
0: Uh, Gurdaspur is a small district in the state of Punjab. Yes. Right. So. The uh, district is in India, but when mm. Radcliffe, who had come to partition India, mm. he was unsure on whether to give it to India or Pakistan because in the recent survey, so how Radcliffe actually thought of partitioning the different districts was based on the population. Correct. And Gurdaspur had, I think, 51% uh, Muslim majority, mm. but uh, eventually it did go to India, right? Mm. It would have been inconsequential if mm. not for what happened in the years passing after independence right mm. so due to what happened later uh, there is a conspiracy by pakistan saying that uh, india had a plan all along and that's why gurudaspur came to india right what is the okay. consequence, what was the reason on why was gurudaspur so prominent like why did gurudaspur came into prominence and what is so important in the district and what was the consequence of this district coming to india
1: So yes, so listeners, that is the question that Dayanand has. Gurdaspur, on the Indo-Pak border, ended up in India. Pakistan thinks that it's unfair that it's with India. And there was all India's plan that Gurdaspur will land in India. You have to tell us how. And how you do it is, you can look us up on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. On Facebook, we are Podcast Studio 41. On Twitter, we are Podcast Studio 41. And on Instagram, we are Podcast Studio 41 and Quiz Time India. Yes, that is at the rate Quiz Time India. Send us your answers. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, the first one to send in a correct answer will get a special prize from our end. And that brings us to the end of the quiz. Dhanan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I Adi. hope That's you enjoyed the
0: quiz. It was a very enjoyable quiz. Thank you. And all the best for your podcast.
1: Thank you so much. Hopefully, we'll have you soon back here soon enough. Sure. With a new sure. round? Definitely. Great. So that brings us to the end of the quiz. Thank you so much. Yeah.